Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we saddle up and ride through all those educational issues. Boy, are we glad you're riding along with us today, because we have a really kind of a, well, I don't know, really financial topic to talk about with all of you out there. How are you doing out there, Maya? Doing well. Should be a good ride today. So a few episodes back, we touched on how teachers are sometimes, you know, burdened with funding things for their own project and or, or their own classroom and those things. But we, we mentioned a, a program out there uh, called Donors Choose. And for those of you that don't know by chance what Donors Choose, we're going to just, we're going to talk a little bit about it because even though we've got some problems in education that need to be fixed at the local and state level funding wise, on the other side of this, Donors Choose is a very, very amazing tool that's been around for, for better than a decade. And if you are not aware of it, then we want to make sure you're aware of it because maybe you should be throwing that in your saddlebags as you're riding around. So Maya, I'm going to put it back to you because I know you're coming at this from that college side of things. What do you know about Donors Choose? Well, I don't really know a whole lot, so I'm actually excited. I think I'm going to learn a lot from this podcast. So I think a question that comes up from undergrads a lot is how do you get to do things in the classroom if you have a great idea, right? That isn't the typical part of the curriculum, you know, and or you want a tool is a question that I get a lot. So how do I do this project if I don't have a VR headset or you know whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish? And a lot of times the answer to that in K-12 is about you know finding the funds to support that. And so you know coming into teaching, they're already aware of the financial situation and they're asking how to get around that. So donor choose is one of the things that we share with them as a way that they might be able to seek funding for projects. But like I said, I'm not super familiar, so I'm going to kick it right back to you. Tell us, James, what is Donors Choose? Well, my your example reminded me of a great way to look at this is like at some point in time, we've all been sent to the grocery store by our parents. And when mom sent you to the grocery store with a list and it was to get these three, four, whatever, how many things. And then you walked by and you saw that, for me, I saw that candy bar. And it wasn't on the list, but I really wanted it. So it might be like, mom, can I get that? And no, no. And it just, it just you just really felt like you wanted it. Even though you had all the food you needed and, and those requirements were being covered, you just wanted that candy bar. So I look at it kind of like that. Donors choose in a lot of cases, fills that void. For those projects that, as, as, you, as you so elegantly said, Maya, that are maybe out of the realm of the typical classroom or what maybe administrators or schools normally look at, and you're trying something a little different. You're getting creative, and maybe you're running a test run of a tool or a certain piece of curriculum or whatever, and you're just running this, and this is your chance to like, you know, so there again, back to my story, you're at the, the grocery store and, and mom has got the list and there it is, it's defined. And lo and behold, in walks grandpa and grandpa says, hey, you know, well, of course you can have that candy bar. You might as well just get a couple of them. So Donors Choose allows you to use crowdsourcing, the power of the internet, to put your ideas out there and 
once they're posted and vetted, there's a team of volunteer teachers that help you look through those, make sure they're, they, they look good and that they're targeted on what you're trying to accomplish. And then once they get out there, there's a whole crowd of people that want to do better for education, whether that is specifically businesses or uh, philanthropists, or if sometimes it's just like we just went through tax season. A lot of people look at right before tax season, they make extra donations to nonprofits and it, and it counts as a tax, tax write-off for them. So they're looking for ways to directly impact classrooms. And it definitely has a feeling that those donors like it because sometimes, you know, if you're just giving money to a school or paying more taxes, you don't really have any say on what that's doing. But as a donor, as you look at those bids or projects that are out there, you get a chance to say, I think this is important for kids and I'm going to throw some money into that. And so it's kind of a, it's a, the, the donors definitely have a little buy-in and then there's a little, there's a follow-up after you, your supplies or whatnot are, are paid for and you get those uh, students in classrooms get a chance to send a thank you and connect with their donors and share with what they've, they've just done. And so I compare that to the back in the day or, or still today when the local business sponsored the little league team and then the little league team took a picture and it was on the wall in the, in the restaurant. That's, that's kind of how the, uh, the other end of donor shoes works. So I don't know, maybe that was a 10th, maybe that was only a thousand foot view of donor's shoes thrown right at you. Maya, what do you, what do you, what, what questions came out of there? Well, I have a few, and I love your analogy, I have to say. I think the grocery store list and the grandpa coming in and, you know, even the picture on the wall that you just explained, I think that that connects this idea of that virtual crowdsourcing space to provide funding to things that we can really wrap our heads around, right? Because we all do the grocery shopping at some point, and we all want that candy bar at some point. So... But in my world of higher ed, if I have a creative project that goes beyond, you know, the typical budget, I'm writing a grant, right? Or trying to find some kind of research-based funding source. For the projects on Donor Choose, if I'm a K-12 teacher wanting to put something together and put it out there, what kind of information do I need to write up or put together enable in order to put this ask out there? What does the process look like? So the cool part about this is that they, it is a very much a step-by-step -step process. It is, uh, I hate to say like they, they walk you through it. So step one, you title your projects, then step two, How's it going to impact your kids? Step three, what are you specifically asking for? Step four, kind of coming back around. It, it's like writing a mini grant. How are you going to, how is this really going to impact your kids? You get another chance to kind of hammer home that point. And that's it. I, depending on your personality in the sense, it's, I'd say it's very safe to say that you have to create a project on Donors Choose from start to finish is about 15 minutes. Uh, it can be a little longer, but really it's it's about 15 minutes. 
the items that you want if you're getting something from Amazon or uh, a different educational vending store, they are connected to Donors Choose. So you simply, when you get to that step, you click on it, you go out, you put it in your cart, and then it comes back and puts the cost of it in your in your proposal. It is very, very user-friendly in, in, that, in that aspect. I love that. So again, kind of comparing that to higher ed, there's not always a great success rate in trying to write grants and get money. So what does that look like? For donors choose do most of these projects get the funding that teachers are looking for well i don't want to jinx anybody out there so when they write a proposal they send us like a you know a, a pony express telegram telling us it didn't work but generally if you write your proposal and it is under if that number is the overall cost is generally under eight hundred dollars your success rate, I, I, I don't have the actual back, you know, back end information from donors choose, but their success rate from what I've seen by myself, what I've seen from other teachers is really, really high. You're pushing um, into the 80, 90% success rate. Uh, if that proposal is under $800, the lower the cost, um, the, the more you're getting closer to 100%. Over uh, that $800, now you start pushing towards a thousand and that success rate's still pretty good. Uh, from my understanding, those, those success rates still are looking at, you know, upwards of 50%, but for 15, for 15 minutes worth of time, your success rate is that, that that's a pretty good return on your investment of your time for sure. Well, that sounds amazing. And, you know, I think that there's always, a little bit of fear and trying to put a new idea out there and especially in a space like this where it's kind of getting judged a little bit right if someone likes it to be able to to donate money to you to be able to accomplish that project but those rates you know it's worth the risk right so if you have a great idea take a little bit of time and put a project together on donors choose and put it out there and then you'll be able to proceed with your, you know, amazing things in the classroom. I love it. Well, and the, the other piece that adds to that, Maya, is donors choose wants you to be successful because the more successful they are, in, in a way, the more donors they actually draw in. And so when you submit a project, those people vetting that project immediately vet that within a couple of days and send it back to you saying, okay, can you add to this? Can you, to, to fine tune it, to be successful. And so it's not truly a, a competitive situation where you're just trying to beat out everybody. They want your project to be written well, shared well, and so that it just keeps drawing those donators, if you will, those funding sources back to school and, and, and contributing to our classrooms. I can't stress enough that Donors Choose is a great organization as far as what they've done and what they continue to do for classrooms. And like I said, this is, if you haven't heard of it, it's it's been around for, you know, better than 10 years. And they have been continually finding ways to help and, and contribute to classrooms and those things. You can do projects that also, instead of stuff, maybe you want books or resources or whatever for your classrooms, they also do projects that for fun, uh, for professional development. So maybe it's bringing a speaker in uh, or potentially sending you somewhere. Uh, again, that they work to 
kind of cover all the needs that you can think of in your classrooms. Now, those those processes are a little different because you're not able to just click on a on a store and upload that information. You, you've got to fill out a little bit about speaker and, and, and bid or trip or travel and those things. But still, um, you're really out not a lot to throw it out there. And if it gets approved, great. The other question that I've been hit with a lot of is because teachers change classrooms, change buildings, change, you know, as they, they move into a different town or, or different things like that. And they want to know, well, like, so if I got this stuff for my third grade classroom in this community, can I take it with my, to my new classroom? Am I supposed to leave it? Is it the school's property? What, what does that look like? And donors choose really allows you, uh, if you're leaving education for some reason, they would like, they want that material to stay with, within the classrooms. But if you're moving schools and or buildings, they want that stuff to go with you. So you're starting to build your your tool chest of all the things that you can do awesome in a classroom. That stuff goes with you. It's not like you wrote it and the next year you got transferred to a new job and now you lost all that work. So that's kind of a cool part too. That is. I think, you know, there's a lot of um, nonprofit organizations out there that support teachers. And this, I really like how you're explaining all of this. It's simple. It's easy for teachers. There's support built in. And, you know, they get rewarded to be able to do the creative things that they want to do in their classroom. So it's just, you know, win, 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 win all the way down. And and really it is. I mean, I I could keep throwing... Uh, you know, some information out there about donors choose from like my experience, um, seeing them be used and, and having written donors choose projects myself. First off, when you put in your school information, they pull all that school information up immediately. So they know like demographically those things. You don't ever have to put any of that stuff in any of your proposals. It's already auto generated. Second thing, you're tying keywords into your your proposal so maybe it's more stem oriented or steam oriented or maybe it's just pure math focused or it's literacy or whatever it is and they're immediately um the program if you will behind the scenes is immediately connecting it to that line of donors uh, that are supporting stem or steam or literacy and those things so there's a lot going on behind the scenes that donors choose does for you and so it, it, I really can't uh, find a good reason for a teacher to, to not throw a proposal out there. I always, I always told my teachers that I interact with that, worst case, have a proposal out there all the time. The grocery candy bar out there that maybe, gosh, this would be awesome if I got this. And worst case scenario, you're not going to get it. They usually allow uh, those proposals to sit out there for six months. And if they're not funded, then they remove them. And any money you've generated can be put to a different project if you create it. So there again, there I just there's just not a lot of well, why would I not do this kind of thing? There's a lot of reasons why would I do this thing? I mean, I need to I need to try this. It's a, it's a great opportunity for my classroom and for my kids. Well, we know teachers have great ideas, so I think that we just encourage teachers to put their great ideas out there and give this a try. Get that funding kind of work, you know, work around the typical finance system in your K-12 district. So love it. 
Well, you know, the horses, we took them on a ride today. We took them right out of the prairie and rode them right up to the door of that Donors Choose office website virtual place out there. And hopefully you got a chance to hear a little bit about it and you get a chance to go explore it. And not, we don't get anything from Donors Choose other than hopefully helping you guys out. So we're, that, that site is DonorsChoose.org. Uh, just like it sounds. And if you go to DonorsChoose.org, you can definitely get, well, truly, within 15 minutes, have your first proposal written and you're off and running. And so we hope that this, we want to hear about your ideas. You get a, a project approved and it leads to something great in your classroom. We want to hear about that greatness in your classroom. So we hope you've enjoyed our ride, but kind of came to the end. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Cowboy Ed. On the run. <laughs>